Hey everyone, welcome back to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast. This is episode four. My name is Brent Wagner. Joining me, as always, is Cole. Cole, how you been? I've been good, just, you know, working a lot. Yeah, dude. It sounds like you've been, like, getting some overtime this past, like, few weeks. You've been crushing it. Good lord. Yeah, tons of adulting. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but it's, it's adult. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, what we're going to talk about this week are the new Innistrad cards and how they impact modern. Well, that'll be kind of a loose conversation as we talk about the, uh, some of the new decks that are kind of forming and we'll talk if we think they'll be viable going forward. We have some pretty sweet ones and a lot of the new, the Innistrad Midnight Hunt cards. Uh, so let's, let's go ahead and jump right back in. Uh, so we were looking at the challenge results and we just wanted to start with the top. Uh, the first cool decks that we saw. Uh, this one is actually... Uh, th- these are from the challenge results from the past weekend. The first one is the Esper Reanimator. This one has the new Faithful Mending uh, card that's uh, Faithless Looting, but for white-blue. So draw, draw two cards, discard two draw cards, and gain two life with flashback for three mana, one white-blue. Uh, I guess to get us started, Cole, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I know this was kind of a card and a deck that was kind of theorized, and it has it finally got a challenge result. Or I guess it it, it has a good challenge result to get us started. I definitely think, uh, you know, MH2 really brought this this archetype to to a front, giving Archon of Cruelty, like, literally one of the best reanimate targets of all time. Um, so much so that there are literal, you know, legacy decks, like Legacy Reanimator, that that play it. Um, and having like Faithful Mending, it's super interesting because like you kind of look at the card and you're like, oh, it's looting, but it's a it's way different. You know, obviously just not by the colors that it is, but the sheer fact that it's an instant as well. So like for this Reanimator deck, it's super good because you just be like, all right, at your end step. Auto draw two discard two, you know, put like two big fatties in the graveyard, and then you can persist on your turn. You know, you get to do a whole lot of uh, really, really obnoxious stuff, honestly. Right, and one thing I, I feel like kind of helps it too is it is kind of a you know you're in the Esper colors, kind of the controlly uh, colors as well. It does also play like four counter spells too, to, so you get a little bit of backup there, and also even. Like the new another new card, consider that's uh surveil one draw card, surveil or look at the top card, you may put it in the graveyard draw card. That's also included as well. Just a, a good cheap cantrip. It's actually the only uh one drop outside of prismatic ending in the deck. Um it seems yeah, it seems pretty good. Yeah, consider's another pretty big card from the from the new set. I know that you were super duper 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 hyped on it. I think, like, uh, when we get to the cards of the year, I, I have to think about it, but Consider is one of the... I think it's the card of the set, for sure. It may be the card of... Uh, maybe the blue card of the year, when we get to to that. Uh, the heavily anticipated by by uh, by you guys, hopefully. But I think I think Consider is, like, one of the best cards. I definitely think it's... A, I, I, I've, I've fallen off, like... I used to think, I was like, oh, man, like... It's okay. It's definitely grown on me a little bit as uh, Brett and I have been playtesting uh, Pioneer and such. You know, we've been kind of messing with it. 
So uh, it it definitely has uh, has grown a little bit more on me seeing the results and just messing with it in Pioneer. I I, I do agree. Um, I consider like there's actually I was kind of surprised like how um, kind of as we did the set review, which I you know last week's episode was very very long, three hours. So uh, props to everyone who went went through all that. But there was. I felt like every card we brought up was was incredibly relevant. I even think we missed a few too. So I, I, I think this the impact of this set will be uh, it's it's gonna be pretty high, as well. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> it it definitely was a a slog of an episode. <laughs> Greatly appreciate everybody that that stuck on through that because it, boy howdy was that one one hell of an episode i i would have guessed because our episodes were about an hour each time and then going into this last episode i would have said maybe an hour and a half maybe two hours like if you asked me before but as we got to hour three i was like i was you know we were both getting kind of tired and but we were like yeah we these cards are too they they seem too good to me and too interesting um and and one like it's yeah, it was just crazy, um, but yeah, I think we're ready to. I think we're good to move on uh, from Esper Reanimator to uh, one that's was pretty interesting. I, I know a lot of people that I talked to were kind of interested in this deck because um, it's a special uh, deck in a lot of people's minds. Just uh, Jess Guy Phoenix. This was piloted by Aspiring Spike, who brewed this deck. He shared his five O results, and he actually uh, did pretty well in the challenge. Got sixth place. Um, the same same cards as Esper Reanimator were in this deck. Four considered for the Faithful Mending. Uh, this one, So what do you think of this one? This one actually is... Uh, I think there's a bit of a spike effect too. Like Spike plays a deck and then all of a sudden there's just a lot of interest for for this deck. Uh, what, what do you kind of think of this deck as we kind of get, get into uh, a little deeper into modern format? I definitely agree that the, the spike effect is, is, is a real thing. I mean, it's kind of true for, like, most streamers. Um, like, j- just to be real, like, if somebody plays a deck and they're, you know, they have a following, like, you know, most people do, and they're like, all right, I think this deck's really good, and I put up the results, then it kind of makes sense for a lot of people right now who don't have access to paper tournaments, who maybe you just have a... Uh, uh, whatever, whatever you get your rentals through account, you know, right? And you're just like, all right, this is uh, this is how I want to uh, like this is how I want to play Magic right now, so on and so forth. And you rent these decks that these guys are playing, and you do really well with them because I mean, they they are they are good decks. Like I, I will admit, Phoenix, you know. Coming back from the ashes, it's pretty funny to me, honestly. Because <laughs> uh, it definitely, it used to be just the not not great deck. You know, after the whole banning, you know, back in the day, like, it, like you know, looting really hurt it. And not a lot of people kind of thought it was going to, but it, it definitely, it hurt it so oh, bad. That, that was the day Phoenix died in modern um one it, it's it's also interesting this also has faith faithless salvaging this is an mh2 card that i thought was gonna like actually be the card to bring uh, phoenix back uh one red 
uh, discard a card, then draw a card with rebound. So uh, the turn after you play it, you, it's a zero. It is a kind of a fake zero mana spell. So discard a card, then draw a card uh, on your next turn, and uh, that's spell one. Uh, that you named and then it's easy to cast two spells in the phoenix deck so i thought this was actually going to bring it back and i don't think it ever really did um and then we get faithful mending which which gives it the option kind of like similar to the uh to the other deck we were just talking about where you get this access to discard like two phoenixes at your opponent's end step and then play you know your four your three or four spells you're going to do on your turn right and one thing we should bring up in this phoenix deck uh, four copies of Demolic too. The that's the uh, tons of new cards in, in a lot of these decks. Uh, Demolic. Uh, well, I'll I'll go through it pretty quick. There's a lot of words on it. Uh, four blue mana, so blue 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 blue. Uh, one less for each spe- instant sorcery spell. When you attack, exile a car- uh, instant sorcery card from your graveyard. You may cast a copy, and you can flashback or cast Demolic from your graveyard by exiling four instant or sorcery spells addition to other costs um i did want to that's definitely what we should bring up too as well this card is being included and just is another way to attack with your creatures and then get some sort of additional value going as well that definitely was the card that a lot of people thought was going to bring phoenix back to light yes absolutely i was the poor sucker that bought those cards for 25 dollars a piece (laughs) um don't ever believe in standard rares gang uh they don't exist um but yeah, I I definitely saw Demolic and I was like, hey, there are spells decks. I originally also kind of thought, though, uh, in that same regard, that uh, uh, that there could just be a blue red spells deck versus a a Phoenix deck per se. Right. Like you could just play Demolic with Murktide Regnants, and I know Spike did that for a minute. It was pretty interesting to watch her do it, but he definitely kind of agreed that, like, Phoenix was its home. And it makes sense, because, you know, you're playing Manamorphos, you're playing Bolts, you got Shots, the whole nine yards. So it kind of makes sense to go, like, cool, I'm just going to get a bunch of Phoenixes back, and then, in addition to doing that, play a, was it, 5-4, right? It's a, uh, Demolix a 4-3. Or 4-3, I know it's, like, bigger power than Toughness. Right. So that definitely helps it a lot. Because you just get to do that in that kind of deck. You know, you get to have that option of like, all right, cool, here's this pretty decent card um, for me to have. So I, I definitely I definitely think it was a card that Phoenix needed too, because the, the problem that Phoenix also has always had is uh, Great Hate has always been kind of a pain for it. Right. Uh, you know, and Demolic, you could grow out of your hand, basically. So you could just catch a bunch of spells, play it for zero, and then, you know, you don't have to rely so heavily on, oh man, my opponent played Rest in Peace. I'm very sad. Right. I feel, I feel like that's one of the weakest parts of the Phoenix deck is uh, this this um, a serious amount of graveyard hate with Living End, and um, there's main, main deck copies of, like, Relic or Soul Guide Lantern in some kind of extreme cases, like, and blue control decks might even play rest in peace they did for kind of a hot minute so it, it is fighting against that too i think are playing like x in the main now yeah because i mean it, it makes sense i mean like a lot of decks right now are like hey graveyard's really good and you're just like cool 
no longer have a graveyard. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I know, like, um, to talk about Titan, which no one does. Uh, that that is a that relic is a two up in the deck now. It is it it is like that good. And you know, with Urza Saga, you kind of have more virtual copies of the card. Uh, it just it's just it's just such good insurance in that deck. And it's it's with a uh, so so many decks. It's just kind of a free include with the Urza Saga too to have incidental graveyard hate. So Phoenix has a lot going against it right now. I would say. I definitely agree, and it is also kind of unique to see it, though, fight through the hate as well as it can because of cards like Devilic and, you know, now being Slashing White, they play Prismatic Ending. Right, and that's, yeah, that's it also shared in the Esper Reanimator deck, too, just being able to answer those cards, too. I mean, like, I, I'm sure I've said it before on the podcast. I will say it every time that we talk about it. I think it's, like... One is, if not the best removal in modern right now. Like, there are plenty of decks right now that splash literal white mana for that card. Yes. Yeah, there's, like, black-red X decks, or black-red, um... Are, they just splash white for, uh, for this card. For the most part. And you also get... You, there's wear and tear, too. Like, you, there's sometimes they just, like, oh, I'm in white, might as well, like, wear and tear in Aspiring Spikes sideboard. Might as well include that, too. Um, but that's... I, I We do see that quite a bit now. Oh yeah, like it. It's very, very good. Um, like I don't know. I I think I think the card is, like I said, probably if not the best removal in the in the game. No, right. And one thing too is, path is like it, it hits per like it's it's not just a creature. It's it's whatever the scary card is. Like there were a lot of decks that we were testing at a time and you were on amulet forever and i was just like man having prismatic ending to stop your turn one amulet was like the only saving grace of all time yeah, yeah. absolutely and that's like i'm leaving a bounce land in him because i'm like i'm gonna use it for mana now i'm just like way behind as far as like mana development too it's, it's just such a high impact in just that one deck uh, much less so many others like even if it's um like scales you hit, hit their Hit like anything. And also, just not causing die triggers is big. Like, yeah, yeah, big. I'm deal. Telling you, man, the card is card so good. Yeah, and speaking of removal, like we talked, we were talking a little bit before the the cast. It used to be path and fatal push were like two of the very of the only removal spells you really feasibly played at one mana and you know bolt two. And now path is reduced to just like a sideboard card. And Fatal Push is almost non-existent in basically every deck. That they, Those get replaced by Ending and Unholy Heat, for the most part. Yeah, and it's so crazy to, uh, to talk about that, like, <laughs> that Fatal Push just is, like, a non-real card right now. Like... Because I remember when Kaladesh, or yeah, Aether Revolt. When Aether Revolt came out, I was like, man, this card's insane. Right, yeah. I was like, I was like, why are we not over here absolutely blowing up about this card? And, I mean, it it's just super, super good. 
it, or it was. It's it's weird to say that now, <laughs> but like right. it was a very very good card. And I think to an extent, like its effect on Pioneer and other formats such as that show how good it is. Yeah. But it's definitely not where it used to be. And I, one thing also, like the lack of fatal push, I think is a big part of uh, why Hammer Time is so good too. Is because some sometimes you just are playing a bolt or uh, unholy heat, and like, well, response, I'll I'll add ten power and toughness to it. You're like, oh, okay, cool, uh, neat. So I think that's you know one little thing too. Uh, I think we're I think we're ready to move on to the next deck. Oh yeah. Or and this one is not a real new deck, but uh, it has a, enough new cards where I wanted to bring it up. Uh, Blue white control. Uh, and this one specifically is uh, piloted by Coco Lopez from the Friday Challenge. He got fifth place. Um, running two copies of so specifically new cards, Memory Deluge. That's the two blue, blue. Uh, look at uh, the top four cards and draw two. So kind of a factor fiction light card and then flashback for seven mana, which is the same. It's dig through time. Uh, look at seven cards, pick two of them, put them in your hand. Uh, I think that's it for the new cards, but that is a pretty good one. And it's pretty interesting to see in blue white control. Oh, definitely agree. It It is very different from the traditional blue white you usually see. Um, it definitely caught me off guard. <laughs> so I, I definitely think Blue White's in a really interesting position because, like, it, it's so strange to me kind of how Blue White is because, to me, I used to think, I was like, oh, man, Blue White, there's, like, no way that deck is remotely good of, of the current format. And... To my surprise, it still to this day is, you know, tearing up shop in a lot of extent and doing a lot. Like, it, as a control deck, like, I would really think right now, like, a control deck in the current format would just be bad. Yeah, I would think so, too. Yeah. But, like, I don't think, I think they might play one cryptic now, I believe. Uh, the Well, the list I'm looking at uh, is not playing any copies of Cryptic Command. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of sounds about right to me, like... To me, cryptic is is super medium. Um, so it kind of makes sense to me that like like four mana like yes, cryptic has been the biggest influencer in modern forever. Like I think a lot of people would be insane to say it's not. Right. But it kind of just it just doesn't have a whole lot of text as much as it like it used to. Right. And that's so strange to me. That, like, we have this card. This super, super good card. And it just doesn't do as much as it used to. Imagine being in a coma for a year. Let's say we have a friend. Oh, who's, no. He's in a, in a coma for a year. And he's like, oh, what did I miss? And you're like, oh, well, don't worry. Blue-white control still a deck. And like, oh, thank God. Because that's the first thing you want to tell them. And then they're like, good thing I have my full cryptic commands. Because that's also something that would bring, come up in that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'd be like, oh, well, that's some bad news for you, buddy. 
but there are but it's yeah it's it's kind of crazy how cryptic command was like a staple for uh you sideboarded out a few times because you need to you know get lower and four mana is a lot and there's just no room yeah there's just no room for it here and it's just it's kind of it's it's funny how we get from there to here with, oh definitely with mh2 like mh2 just completely changed this format it, it's it is crazy also just like like we said before it has two main deck rest in peace uh just it's kind of crazy that that's main deck too i remember that was main deck in the hogak days because that you had to do something you had to do that the good the good old good old hogak days right and then also if it's bad you just pitch it to solitude because solitude would be good in the other and <laughs> the other matchups too so it's it's kind of neat synergy and oh, one thing you brought up earlier too this this list isn't running it but no it is i'm sorry it is running kahir as a companion just as kind of a pseudo bluff but also you just pick it up and now you have uh, solitude fodder too which i think is kind of cute as well well i mean also like blue red's always been the deck that just sits there and doesn't do a whole lot for like ever right and now you just get this free card that like all right cool i've countered i've answered practically everything my opponent's merc type costs twenty thousand mana because i have a rest in peace out <laughs> like yada 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 we're gonna be here for 12 days all right i'll put it here in my hand and then with my teferi hero dominaria my teferi other i'll play it and uh you will lose the game like that's kind of, that's kind of how just I feel like Kahira is in that deck. Now, yes, I do agree. There just can be times like if you're against Murktide and they're just like, all right, like they're doing thirty things, you know, and you're you're like, I need I need a card to pitch to keep like pitch to Solitude. Then you do just get a, uh, uh, you do just get a Kahira for fodder. So I definitely uh, agree with that. Yeah, that was one thing. I I love the uh, it. The only time I've ever done kind of a companion juke was um, we were doing a team tournament at one of the local stores. Uh, Cole and I were on a team. I I and I think you were actually in the legacy seat, and I was playing Oops All Spells in the Pioneer seat, and that was just kind of a weird deck where. Um, so a lot of the lists were actually running over 60 cards. And someone said, ah, screw it. We'll go all the way up to 80. Um, and this was brought up by Ross in uh, the MTG Rants podcast at the time where he thought it was a cute idea because you just kind of present yourself as a fires or a kind of completely different deck. But really, you're just kind of an all-in combo deck. And I thought that was a really interesting uh, thing to do. And I think here is kind of like less of a bluff. But... Still, it's I think it's kind of interesting. I definitely agree. I think uh, I I don't know like the format though. If you kind of look at it, is super affected by um, by elementals still. Like that is still a real deck. So like there, I mean, you do just kind of reveal a here to your opponent, and your opponent's like, ugh. I mean, it's elementals, great. And then you're like, no, I'm holding up counter spell, and it's like, oh, okay, well, all right, I get, okay. And then they're just they don't know what to do about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think another. Uh, very high impact card. It's actually not in the in this list, um, and I'm a little surprised by that. It's just Hall of the Storm Giants. That's the new uh, blue land from. 
Yeah, Blue White, if you kind of look at it, it seems like super divided on that note. Yeah. I, I kind of don't get it. Like, it, it closes. I think Hall is just like. And I'm. And, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm such. I'm, when Spike says something, I kind of really trust his opinion. I certainly do here, as well. Especially here. He thinks Hall of Storm Dice, if you're a blue control deck, you should have up to three copies of this card. I don't. And, you know, it kind of varies on, on whatever the deck is, but. Like, this. Like, he's running. Uh, Coco is playing. Celestial Colonnade, which I thought that card was banned for being very bad, but it's he's actually still <laughs> playing a copy of the card. <laughs> but I don't know. I dude, yeah, six mana making a seven seven giant that with Ward three, it's just insane. I mean, I definitely agree. Um, like, I don't know. Look, <laughs> card. Like, I love that card. I will forever think that that card is super super good so that that might just also be my opinion like hall of the storm giants seems like super powerful yeah and i did try the lair of the hydra in my amulet deck and it uh, I, I i took it out it just never came up no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i did try and it was in the hbo no hbmo list too so we at least say it day two'd and that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just kind of crazy how blue-white control has, has completely shifted from like being just... And, and, you know, we It just got counterspell, too. So it's just like... You would have thought, like, oh, yeah, blue-white control is, is going to be insane. And then all of a sudden, counterspell was at first like a medium card. Or like not, not like putting blue-white in just this... The best deck case like i remember fran in the in again amulet discord you know whatever he said that we may be up to three cavernous souls because he thought that counterspell would be that hard for us to deal with it and we never got to that point we're we're still on one copy of the card yeah i was gonna say it kind of feels like for the most part that you're you're just trying to like the format's so fast now for amulet to to really answer is is how I that's how I kind of feel. Also, like solitude seems like super good. Oh my gosh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 tough, man. Because it's us also like, all right, they're tapped out. I'll go for it, and they're and you're like, all right, I'll haste them and combat, and you'll pick up your deck again. And they're like, well, well, wait, wait we'll um, we'll we'll um, uh, we're gonna stop <laughs> that. Oh man. It just that gives me flashbacks to playing elementals in at the HBMO and just like, all right, I gotta go for it. Do you have it? And he's like, yeah, of course I do. Of course he does. Of course he did. Why wouldn't he? You're right. Yeah, we get to the mid game. That's when I lose, and that that's how that matchup goes. Elementals is just so so rough. All right. Well, I think we're uh, ready to move to the the final deck I have in my list. Yeah, I th- I think we're ready. All right. Uh, this one. Uh, I may have you talk a little bit more about this because uh, I apparently said it was very bad, but I think I just said I was very suspicious of it, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. It's Monored Eldrazi. Uh, <laughs> is they playing the best, the best. Uh, red creatures uh, and the best Eldrazi creatures? Um, 
I'm yeah. such a big fan yeah. of this deck. Uh, I remember seeing it when it kind of like first made its run around, um, so to say. Like it kind of first made its go uh, in the leagues. Like it was, it was there. People were playing it. You know, people were trying it. And when I first saw it, I was kind of like, man, like why, why is this better than Etron? Because yeah, you both play Chalices, but I was like, what, is, what does Red give you besides like Raggles? And then I kind of thought about it, and I was like, Obligator seems like probably like the best Eldrazi in the whole format. Honestly, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Like, I kind of thought about it, and I was like, wow, there's just not a whole lot of decks that really um, just get to uh, free answer this card. Like, at all. <laughs> and it's really crazy, because you would think... Right. Um, you would think that there would be, like, a whole lot of decks that, like... That, like... That Obligator wouldn't care about. Because Obligator's been a card that's been in the format forever. Like, you know, let's be real. It's, it's existed. This is not its first go-around. This is not its... Its first rodeo. Like, it, you've... Many people have played the modern format and been like, Ugh, Obligator. Playing, like... Like, you know, Primeval Titan or something. And now you just like it. It's a it, like now it's like really good. <laughs> like say, it's so weird to say that because like taking your opponent's eight eight Merktide is like the best mana sink of all time. Yes. Like a lot of people are yeah. like, yeah, I don't know how to answer a Merktide Regnet, and it's like, okay, well, what if I just showed you? You don't answer it, but you borrow it. It's like what? <laughs> it's like yeah, you just you just borrow it for a minute, and it's also like a uh, so if they play that and hold up counterspell. This is a cast trigger, so you pay three and then you pay two more mana and you steal the card. So they really can't stop that part. Um, it's like all the a lot of cast triggers. Yeah, a lot of the Eldrazi got buffed from having cast triggers. Because it's so weird to me, because, like, TKS isn't a cast trigger, which I will admit, thank the lord. Yeah. He'd be really weird if he was still a cast trigger on him. Right. Oh, yeah. Thought Us Here is, like, one of the best Eldrazi ever. I mean, so, I will yeah. I will hold it forever that Thought Us Here is, like, the literal reason that Eldrazi is even really a deck you can play in the format. To that same extent, though, that, like, Reality Smasher is the best finisher it could have asked for. Yeah. Because, I mean, in reality it was. like The deck really needed... Um, it really needed like something to end the game. And having a 5-5 five, five Trample Haste that has like pseudo Hexproof is like the best thing ever. Yeah. So... I don't know. It, like, I guess Obligator is just, is just that strong. And I mean, I, it makes sense to me, at least, in that extent, that taking your opponent's Marktide, hell, even taking your opponent's Solitude, gaining the three life might be, like, super relevant. Right. Even taking a Rhino. Uh, it's, it's so much. It's so much, man. Oh, yeah. Take. Oh, man, I didn't actually think about that. Like, there's just a lot of creatures that we like. you kind of just think about and be like, wow, just literally taking that card. Right. Also, uh, what kind of a? I think the best land from uh, AFR, didn't know the bug bugbear, dude. I 
this that card is so good. It's basically four mana, make it a Goblin Rabble Master. It's so good. Oh, dude, I playing the black red deck at the time. Uh, only played uh, one of that card, and that card overperformed most of the time. It was super Seriously? good. Really, I thought that card was just like it. It's. I felt like it was just like a free card, but did it actually come up a few times? No, it did. It definitely did. There were a lot of times that like the card had extra text attached to it that like really mattered. Like, and it's weird to say that because it's like, <laughs> like you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, this man land is like only okay. Yeah. But like, there, I mean, there are times that like you just be sitting there and you're just like, all right, anime attack. And your opponent's like, all right, all right like I don't have anything to do against that. Right. And you st- it still makes it at least a goblin token. So if it, even if it is a weird chump attack, it's still, it's still creating tokens. But normally if you're attacking, you're, you're, tr- you're about to win the game. The other thing, too, about the, the Mono Red Eldrazi deck that I always keep looking at is you you always hear about Eldrazi and you're always like, all right, what is the best hate for them? And it's Blood Moon. It's usually what you think. You're like, Blood Moon, insta-hate on them. It'll get me through because they can't cast TKS and Reality Smasher or Mattery Shaper. And you look at this deck and they play four on the side. <laughs> like, they're like, sure, what, whatever you want to do, man. Right. And it, it's... Like- yeah, just just imagine if you have the turn turn two thought not turn three smash you just win with that and not, don't reveal red cards and both both opponents are bring, like it just like you bring in your own blood moon. Yeah, you just like and yeah. it's so it's super interesting because you just get the option of you, you already play Ragavan, you you play all these other um, these other cards um, that just kind of just have. Just, Free te- like red text on them. Like Ragman's like literally one of the best cards in the format. Oh yeah, and it you is, just get to play it. And it is it 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 can easily ramp you to turn two thought not too. Like attack. All right, make the t- make a token, blow it up for the temp with the temple, and thought not on two. Makes yeah, and and most of the the other thing too is like there's a lot of decks that just like have to answer him because he's so annoying. Yeah. The win percentage of of your game when you a ragaman connects must be uh, very very high. Oh yeah, easily. Like, I would be astonished if it wasn't. Oh yeah. Like, and also another big card that I always see in this deck sideboard that always tickles my fancy is Obsidian Charmok because I was super high on that card when Image Two got spoiled. And that was a card I was not at all, at all high on. Because I was immediately thought, oh, well, yeah, that's what Ponza needs, more hate for Tron. That, that's exactly where my head went, and I moved on. I just thought about it in the sense that, like, it it like, it like doesn't specifically say Tron. Yes, it gets cheaper for Tron. Right. But we weren't also thinking about, like, just the fact that every deck in the format plays Urza Saga, and it will usually always be cheaper. And even, even on, like, to a different regard of that, um... It's good. It just has a lot of text on it, like being a four-four flyer that can get cheaper. That just strips a uh, any kind of uh, non-basic land. So like, it, it has plenty of text attached to it in that extent. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I was super high on it. I'm still super high on it. I would love to play the card. Seeing this red Eldrazi deck makes me giggle because like I'm like, damn, I really want to build it. 
Uh, I've always liked Displacer, or not Displacer, Obligator. I do like Displacer. I wish that card saw play. Dude, same. I loved flickering stuff. It was my favorite thing to do in every format ever. Papa needs Displacer in his life. It, God, I love that card. I displaced the Siege Rhino for the win. That was that was a pretty high moment for me in my life. I had a lot of... I just liked flickering things, because I was like, this is just really good. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, dude, I love Displacer. We need—I need more Displacer in my life. Oh, so well, cool. you know, I think he's the biggest Eldrazi that doesn't get the most love. Like, I think yeah. he's one of the best ones ever printed, and he see, and like nobody talks about him ever. They're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you can't disrespect the boy like that. Like that card is insane. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Dude, imagine just like blinking a Murktide, turning it into a st- stupid creature. The tap three three tap stuff down. It's a tap. Oh, it removes. Oh, I'm saying it removes the counters too. Well, yeah, but I'm also saying like there are a lot of games that I've won was because it taps something down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm almost positive if I remember correctly. I'm like almost positive this place taps it down. I'm gonna double check that. Before no, I... it exiles it and re-enters tapped. It doesn't tap it down. Well, yeah. I mean, it enters tapped. Enters tapped. Yes, you're right. No, I agree. Yeah. Okay. We're arguing and agreeing at the same time. It's our lot in life. Yeah, it really is. Dude, uh, oh my gosh, playing I remember playing its black white taxes uh running uh, thought not and uh displacer just like draw step blinked thought not. Oh my gosh. That's a that's a lock. Ugh, man. Uh oh yeah, blinking thought. Oh man, I remember Bantel Drowsy. Ugh. Oh yeah, I remember that being a deck. I definitely agree on the whole like you're chilling there. Like, I remember playing Adnaz in the team trios back in, like, forever ago, and I played against that deck, and they were like, yeah, I'm just going to keep blinking TKS at your draw step. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I want to die. <laughs> please, please, opponent. Please stop. Cool. Well, I think that covers it for that deck. And just one one last note for the challenge. I know everyone wants to hear this. Amulet made the top 32. Uh, yeah, well, everybody wanted to hear that. You were ev- everyone. I, I, I certainly did. It's running. Uh, it was piloted by House of Mana, one of the premier uh, Titan players, running a very. It was a pretty boring list. Um, that's very good. I do like it. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess like one thing I wanted to bring up the the decks that we just talked about. Let's let us let us just give our gut takes. Like, is is this deck, is it real or is it kind of a fl- like we'll call it a flash? Make, make a segment of it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um. So I okay. Which which one do you want to start with? Let Let's just do reverse order. So let's start with mono red Eldrazi. Your your new your baby. I definitely wouldn't call it that, but I I definitely think the deck has real text to it. As long as dumb big creatures are relevant in the format, I definitely think the deck will always be like something around like you'll see it you'll be like hey i have uh i will play against this deck at some point in my career it is the way of life or like to to a degree i'll I'll put it that way i will i'll i'll leave it at that to a degree Mm -hmm. this is a deck that i will run into i don't think it's the new blue red deck like i'm not gonna put it there i'm not gonna say like man if you're doing you know your next whatever you you better have hate for this deck or you're just gonna lose Oh right. Do you think like this deck, the the um, 
this gets good this is a good deck would all right let me would you agree with the statement this deck is a good deck if obligator is a good card in the format slash is chalice of the void a good card in the format i'll put it i'll i'll side with that i mean currently chalice like you can kind of look around the format and there there are many decks that are like all right i either play x amount of chalices in my deck or i you know like i have to play void mirror like how can i beat rhinos yada 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 like those are those are decks like or those are cards you have to consider and when you play these eldrazi decks like and you can look at blue white there are blue white variants that play chalice in the main actually i think all of them do yeah i think it's pretty much stock at this point so like you need to play these eldrazi decks that like have that card for free it is free for your deck now i definitely think with the red eldrazi variant it's a little bit worse because you're a ragavan deck you know like when you're each one your chalice on one stops map and in the matchups where chalice on one is relevant you're like i don't care about expedition map like whatever card has no text yeah i played it on turn one so why do i care now but when it comes to the red deck it's kind of like all right well ragavan is super good attacking every turn for the most part how how hard am I wanting to shut him off? But to that other side of that that you know statement, most of the format is built to beat him. Yeah. Like there there is a lot of the format that just has beat target Ragavan. Um with all the red removal and just like Darcy just blocks it easily. Like there are there are a ton of uh a ton of decks that just are like, yeah, I don't I don't care about Raggles, the silly monkey. Though he's annoying. Um, also, you know, like, against, like, Rhinos, if they get a Rhino down, like, Raggles is never doing anything. Right. So it's it, it kind of is interesting. I definitely think the deck is okay, and I definitely think the deck is a deck that, like, if you were like, hey, I want to register this for my net... Like, obviously it did well in the challenge. Like, obviously somebody had the deck and was like, I'm going to play this, and they did well with it. Yeah. So I definitely think the deck has merit, and I definitely think the deck um, is playable, but I definitely think the deck is not something that, like, your average Joe Schmo can pick up and be like, it's not like Hogak was, where it was like, you can pick up Hogak and be like, all right, I'm literally the best Magic player of all time. Because <laughs> that was me. That was how I felt. I was like, oh, my God. I'm literally the best. Don't at me. Right. You just make tons of mistakes. It just literally doesn't matter because your opponent's not playing Hogak. Yeah, your opponent's just not a just not a real deck. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, whatever. There's, yeah. There's Hogak, and then there's the decks that lose to Hogak. That was it. Yeah, I mean, that, and that was Hogak. And I will always, forever, always agree that Hogak deserved to be banned. Should have been banned. As much as I miss my child, I would love to see him again one day. Definitely... Does not need to exist um, in our world. No, I I think I think listeners will agree that Hogak was too good. I I'll get the one listener that's like, "Hey man, Hogak unban, please, Wizards." Yeah. I'll be like, "Yeah, unban my he's, son." He's wearing an unban the Gak T-shirt too. I if that was a shirt, I'd wear it every day of my life. <laughs> unban the Gak, man. 
you know, I was thinking of um, Hogak was around for a long, like it felt like forever. It was like the best deck, and that was just the format was Hogak and the the decks that lost to Hogak. That was the entire Magic format of Modern. I I kind of thought the format with Tibalt's Trickery, which was a very short format, was also heinously bad. I hated that format. I'm not just saying because Titan was not good at that time. That you know that also didn't help. Dude, that format sucked. So, but see, I didn't hate it because of trickery as much as I hated it because of uh, the cascade rule. Oh, t- uh, yeah, just like Tybalt. Yeah, I hated it more for that. Like that was that was literally like four different formats, basically. I, I say four. It was two. It was Legacy and Modern. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I take that back. It's it's mostly that cascade rule. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, trickery I was a yeah. BM in my opinion. Like, it yeah. was like, oh, man, I put an Emrakul into play, and you lose, or omniscience, and it's like, ah, oh, drat. Like, <laughs> but, like, it, it kind of felt like all of those gimmicky, like, there's a Glitz deck in the format right now that's, like, to me, feels the same way. Right. Luckily, it's not very good. I mean, I, I think it's okay. It, it does well. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's such a pain to play that. It, it's just a pain to play that. I pl- actually grabbed the cards of paper and played it at a FNM, and, dude, it's, it, like, it's, when I got home, it's actually still on my counter. I have not done anything. To, I have not, like, let's keep practicing. It's like, no, I'm fucking done with this deck. I hate <laughs> it. Well, it's just, like, it was weird. I was like, I kind of, um... So going back to Pioneer, I played uh, Taking Turns at a, at Oklahoma City, at the GP OKC, just, like, inside of it. And it kind of felt bad to just be like, all right, well, uh, a Reclamation Trigger cast uh nexus of fate i still have like six mana let's go ahead opt uh yeah i'll take the hieroglyph of wreck was and draw so two. fucking oh, I drew another nexus oh my it was it was like that kind of sucked to do that dude this is so much worse because it's just like all right let's see counting permanence uh yeah 26 let's shuffle 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 which i think dark yeah. dweller makes it more of a bm though because you just do it again oh my gosh dude and you're like all right well let's let's count landfall triggers with tireless provisioner it's like yeah that's uh 16 lands we'll make them treasure uh i got two omnaths and like 16 lands so i'll add four eight life add eight mana take a you know just all it just like it just never stops and eventually it's just oh, it sucks so much i hate that deck I, I always <laughs> wish I wish that uh, it's weird because it's just like I'm like a known kind of like calculated slow player usually. Uh, I still make mistakes too, but like this kind of seems like like a deck kind of for me, dude. I hate it. I, I really wish that it was the Eldrazi variant where just like omniscience and play uh, Emrakul and just be done. Like kind of wish it was that, but that was the worst version. Because you couldn't cast the cards. The cards were not real. What are we talking about? We're, we're talking. We're talking about the the stupid uh, omniscience, basic or not. I mean, it's not omniscience, but you know. Right. right. No, no. I do like the card. I liked it in, when I played it in Lotus Field because it, it, then you just like don't have to think anymore. You're just like, all right, I will win the game. Because it's, it's, it's just like the thing about that deck, the glimpse deck, to me, like the biggest thing about it. Was I definitely agree with the sheer just fact of just your infinite triggers, <laughs> like it, it's not it's not fun to sit across. I, I will I'll give it that. Like Hogak to me, I definitely understand. 
It was never fun to sit across. I will never say it was. I will never, ever, ever say that it was It was fun to be on the receiving end of it. But at least, like, the game ended, for the most part. They were like, I'm going to do this loop, and the game's over. And you're like, okay, cool. But with that deck, it's like, all right, I'm going to put, like, 70 triggers on the stack, and then I'm going to do it again. Right. And then, you know what, while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to do it again. And like, oh, I got two Goblin Dark Boilers. One's going to hit the another Glimpse. The other one's going to take the Cascade spell. So I get two more. Like, if I need to, I'll get two more um, slips to the deck. And there, there's a real problem with, like, decking. Like, you got you to gotta be careful because there's Season Pyromancers in that deck, too. It's uh, like, I want to play the deck one day just because it no. looks fun. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't think I'd ever register it for Moto. No. Because I know oh, the yeah, big Moto thing breaks. Breaks. It, it, a lot of times. Moto well, you, you time out a lot of times. Like yeah. from every everything I see, they're like you. You will time out a good yeah. majority of the time. I remember. I think it was a. I think it was Yeoman Five. I. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I was watching his stream and he had to concede the game because Moto completely crashed. And he was like, "I have to concede. Like I can't do anything. That's the only thing he could do." I mean, that literally doesn't surprise me. No, no, no. It shouldn't. Um. Anyway, uh, so. Back to, uh, back to our Red regularly Eldrazi. scheduled program. Yeah, yeah, to Red Eldrazi. <laughs> Let's go all the way back. Um, yeah, I I, 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 I do agree. I think uh, Obligator is such a, a, I think kind of the deck being good hinges on that card being good, a little bit. Maybe not, but that it does seem like a very good card, uh, especially in the format. If you get to whack someone with their own Murktide, that may just be good enough to win the game. So I, I like it. Um, I guess, like, we have blue-white control. That, I mean, that's kind of just been a deck in the past, like, since Gabe, uh, I think he won a challenge with Jeskai control. It, it's it's very close to that deck. Like, main deck, rest in peace, um, chalice, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I think it's just, this has been a deck for a little while. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you? What are your thoughts? Just. Oh, blue. White, I mean, yeah, blue white's been a deck for God given ever. But even today, you think it's still an acceptable deck choice? Yeah. yeah. Like, I I think it, it's way better now than how I kind of thought about it beforehand. Because, like I was saying, like when the format first shifted, I was like, blue white is a terrible deck. I don't know why you would want to register it. I think you will have a very bad time. And, I mean, currently, it, it looks like, for the most part, um, that I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's made a comeback, so, I mean, that's definitely something. And it's not even, like, to me, it doesn't feel like that they got something, like, brand new that made their deck super, super good. Like, to me, it more so looks like blue-white... Like, just kind of figured out where it needed to be. Right. Yeah. It. it, it I think that this version is pretty well adapted. Like that's that's how it feels to me. Is like blue. It's like all right. I I now know what I'm supposed to do as a deck. Like I, I now understand my deck does this, and that's fine. I don't know. Well, only one spreading seas. I feel like you need to you pump those numbers up. The card's so good. <laughs> so, I mean, some of them are on like a crazy amount. I, I think Crazy Amount's good. I like it. So many greedy decks, greedy mana bases, Urza Saga. 
why not just like just stone rain draw a card? That seems really good to me. I, I definitely, I definitely could see that. Like, I mean, and, and to an extent, that's very good. Uh, well, yeah. Stone rain draw a card can be like super, super critical. Right. And and uh, and just there's a lot of like multicolored decks that they may just be keeping a two lander and or you know it just like the 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 floor of that card is still pretty decent. And yes. If it's if it's like mediocre, you, you know, if you want to draw like you can draw it with Teferi Time Reveler too and just play it on something else later. Like you got you got to draw a card and you have yourself another draw a card later kind of thing. I think it's I think it's I think it's good. I definitely agree. I think I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um so Jeskai Phoenix. What do you think? Like do you think would you Someone's like, I want to build a competitive deck. Do you, should I get get my Phoenixes for my trade binder? Usually, my opinion on stuff like that has always been the same. Is like, if you want to build a competitive deck, the deck you're more so building, like I, I would tell you, build Murktide or Ham, like Hammer Time, probably not because I think that deck requires like a lot of extra play around. I, I think so too. Yeah, like I don't think that deck's like. Oh yeah, you could totally play that deck in like 1080p, basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's just like the uh, all right, stick a hammer on the thing, I win kind of. I think it. I think there's a, there's more to the, to the deck. Yes, I, I definitely feel the same way. Like sequencing matters, and uh, like the Urza Saga trigger like matters a lot. Just so many things matter. It's it's. It's just not like a here's the deck go play and you yeah I, I think it requires a little bit and you would say the same thing with Jeskai Phoenix too oh yeah yeah I definitely so, feel the same way well a little less with Jeskai Phoenix like I think you can kind of get away with it if like that's the deck you want to build if you're like this is what I want to do and I'm doing it you can't stop me then like I think you're not like oh man that dude's gonna just lose at life right but I definitely think that um, I definitely feel like the deck isn't super easy. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I was watching uh, a pilot. They're basically running the they were running the blue red uh, Phoenix deck a few weeks ago um, at at the LGS store near where I live. They've been, and they're they're known to play Phoenix. And I was watching them play, and they were under like a chalice on one, and that heavy board state or whatever and but their opponent was like at like four life or something and i was just like watching the patient like they drew metamorphos like okay well this would get them started they were like no pass and they were just like they're basically just waiting for the moment because it wasn't the metamorphos like card wasn't relevant it was the second and third spell that that you needed so they were just patient with it and they're like all right this is uh, I'll get the mana back or something. And when they finally had to do it, because I think they got whacked by a colonnade or something like that. It was a, against a control opponent. It was so fun to watch them. Just like, all right, Morphos and then Serum Visions and Bolt, just for the just to get to Storm Three. That was the only reason they had because they were on Chalice on one. And then they got back the Phoenixes to win the game. It was like that was just fucking brilliant yeah i think ross Merriam played phoenix when it like first got big in a big tournament and watching yeah. him play around a lot of decks is pretty interesting because as a phoenix deck, you're kind of like yeah man i want to jump the gun i want to you know shoot my shot while it's there right 
And then it's like, it's like, but you know, in some matchups, you have to be like, I can't do that. Yeah. You'd, you'd, it's so tempting. I have like, I have this cantrip. I have this mana, and they pass the turn. I sh- I want I wanna kind of thing. And you, yeah, you sh- maybe shouldn't. Yeah, maybe jumping the gun isn't what you want to do. Yeah, I don't think Spike's been playing it recently, but I haven't. I I don't watch his live Twitch streams. I just watch his vods. I don't think he's been playing it a terrible amount, but I I I could be mistaken on that. For what it's worth, um, I guess we'll go to the last deck, Esper Reanimator. Do you do you think this like variation with the addition of Faithful Mending and Consider? Do you think like this is a viable? I don't not let's not say viable. Do you think it's like a like a fair choice though, like a decent choice? Which I basically just reword the same thing, but no, I, I I think it's different. I think I definitely think that the deck is is a deck you could register. We had a person at the HBMO play and he did pretty well with it. I mean, he didn't like win every turn, like win the whole thing, but like he talked about that like his decision wasn't he didn't feel bad. He wasn't like, "Uh, why did I choose this deck decision?" Ugh. So, I definitely think that the deck has play and it got a lot better from the new cards. But I definitely think, though, it, it, it requires a lot of, like, not jumping the gun. Yeah. Like we kind of talked about. Like, I, I still think there's a lot of decks that are, like, or a lot a lot of players, and, I mean, I, I feel the same way because I've done it before. You know, I used to be the kind of player, I still am to a degree, where I'm like, oh, man. All right, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to, like, do it. <laughs> like I'm ready to win, you know, kind of thing. Right. So I definitely think, though, like it requires a little bit more more patience behind it, because you know, against control, it's like the biggest feels bad on the planet if you just go like, yeah, cool. I jump the gun against control and you lose. Yeah, yeah. you kind of go all in on the strategy sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, two for one yourself is like the biggest feels bad. So I definitely think uh, it, it requires a lot of patience, like like we kind of talked about, and, and that patience can it, it really shows in different players. And I, I'm definitely not a very patient player. Like I will I will jump the gun quite a bit sometimes, and that that is something that I've tried to improve myself upon. So you know, definitely if you if you think you're not as a patient player, it's something you can practice and stuff. It, it's pretty interesting. Nah, just let just slam a. A Mark Gray persists and then just hope to win. Hey, sometimes if your opponent's F6 and you're just like, hey man, good luck. <laughs> your opponent kind of like looks at you and is like, oh, well, I, I lose the game. And you're like, I'm sorry about that. Sign the match slip, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey man, I need you to sign this match slip because womp womp. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the deck's cool. I didn't play the deck's cool. I played the first one Spike did uh, forever ago. Uh, Gifts and Ungiven deck. Yeah, I I, uh, I played that variant that he did, and I I thought it was super fun. Trastodon. This is a card that I didn't know was legal, or I didn't even know. Like, there's these legacy cards that I don't know, and I have to read. Trastodon's pretty cool. Trastodon's not even a legacy card. I, no, I it, well, the Met Commander. Oh sure, okay, I'll 
all, yeah, all okay. fault on that. No, no, that's on me. That's on me. All right. Well, I think that will do it for us this week. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for checking us out, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Goodbye, y'all.